0: Salutum Pluridium Dissert and welcome to the Youth Political Podcast, that is Politibabble. I'm Oliver, and as usual, I'm joined by my
1: wonderful co host, Archibald, as well as today's guest panellist, Bryntha.
2: Hey.
0: So, yeah, we have our first guest of season four on, so welcome to the studio, Bryntha. Uh, we're not we claiming the studio as ours, we're in Max Radio, obviously. So, how about you introduce yourself, that's probably the best way of going forth.
2: Okay, I am Bryntha, and I am equally a member of the youth, and I am a pretty raging feminist, which is pretty cool, if you ask me. Oh,
0: great! I must say, great to have you on. It's nice to have uh, different voices in the studio, definitely.
1: Yes, so- our first guest of... Uh- season four so
0: so yeah yeah, i do have a very important question which is probably the most singular important question in the whole podcast if you were cake brintha what cake would you be
2: i right okay i'm gonna go for a classic chocolate cake because you you just can't go wrong with a chocolate cake it would have to be vegan obviously because you know i've got to promote that veganism but yeah chocolate cake please
0: Indeed, very good. As I was about to say, good, good choice, chocolate cake. Strong and stable, uh, to to use a political quote. So yeah, what have you, bugger, been getting up to in the, in the past week? Um, not
1: an awful lot again. <laughs> uh, well, no, no, I actually did quite a bit the other week, didn't I? But um, you're free now, I suppose. Yes. Um, yeah. Yes. Back back to working a bit um and that's about it just enjoying my free time it's probably the best way to put it
0: mm, very nice very nice Princess, Anything?
2: yeah same i mean we've been sorting out because i'm like doing like volunteering for pride so we've been sorting that bit out and then also just chilling going out and then revising obviously because mm. we have marks week in like a month oh really <laughs> yep
0: uh, well, well well best of luck best of luck and, and if yeah. you
1: don't have you done your Yes uh, um,
0: I've done. Yeah, I've done yeah. some uh, exams, not exams. Mm. Uh, but I, do, I. don't know if I have any mocks this year or not. So I've just been mm. going on a few runs and working through a book pile, which is well reading yeah. basically. I have a lot. I have a large uh, collection. I need to get through. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Yes. Um, yeah. So I couldn't find anything which I thought was particularly feminist music. So uh, which I could play on air. Oh, today. I see. So I have. We haven't got any special weekly music. So we do move on to the topic of the week. And we have a quite a contentious question this week, which we did hear from you, and we'll come to your views a later. Is feminism still needed in the Western world? And however much I do dislike defining the world into kind of Western and Eastern spheres, mm. it's probably the easiest way to describe kind of Western Europe. Uh, and North America, which we will probably be referring to. So Brintha, could you give us a definition of what feminism is? Okay. Put you on the spot here.
2: Right. Good thing I actually wrote it down. So I would define it as political, cultural and economic movements that aim to establish equal rights across the genders.
0: Okay. Interesting. Uh I suppose there's quite there's a variance of definition depending where you look on the yeah. internet. Uh so I think we will come to that later. But if we look at go back to suppose, the origins of uh, feminism, so to give a historical explanation, there are kind of four waves, I think you would agree, of, of feminism, which is the first wave, the second wave, the third wave, and the fourth wave. Obviously, that's probably pretty straightforward. But what's not straightforward, I suppose, is the definitions of them. So the first wave is kind of like a simple goal for feminism, which is to recognise that women are actually humans and not property, mm. uh, which is in the late 19th century. And obviously, it's it was preposterous now to think that women were viewed as property at that time, but unfortunately that was the way of the world. And then we saw the second wave, which took place in the 1960s and 70s, built on that first wave of feminism, and then challenged what women's role in society should be. That's kind of where the different types of feminism emerged, and we shall discuss this later, and the question the traditional gender roles within family. Uh, I do hope I'm not. We we were called, I think, when we last addressed uh, feminism as mansplaining everything. (laughs) which I did find quite entertaining. But I have taken these from a reputable source of uh, feminists. So there we go. And the third wave brought uh, expanded feminism to the racial issues, because originally it focused on white women. And this is the wave of reclamation where the ideas weren't, there weren't rules on how women should act. Mm -hmm. And then the fourth wave, some people view as still staying in that third wave. Others view the fourth, where it kind of brings about by social media activism, uh, like the Me Too movement, builds on the third wave's inclusivity, basically going further, I suppose. But did you say that was
2: a good... Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I think think it's it's interesting how it's kind of progressed as a movement from originally Mm -hmm. just focusing on getting women to be recognised as an entity, to now maybe going a bit further and looking at maybe societal roles and I,
1: and I can see there why you've proposed the question um, is feminism still needed in the Western world and now we sort of branch it out as is it being sort of um, not just about women is it you know yeah, in some sure. ways it's 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 about it's more about everyone and it's more going into equality in some ways um, yeah um,
0: so. We move into different types of feminism. Yeah. What, what type of feminism would you describe yourself? Feminist? Would you describe yourself as?
2: Uh probably a cross between like a liberal feminist and a radical feminist. I know it'll be a bit like oh, radical feminist, <laughs> but yeah. Personally, I think yeah. If I was tr- being very very honest, I'm probably a radical feminist but I would probably present myself as a liberal feminist.
0: So how, how would you define your version of feminism, like what you believe?
2: So I definitely believe in uh, intersectional feminism. So it's about um, acknowledging how different, um, how different minorities and the prejudices against them intersect with um, like sexism. Mm. So it'll consider things like disability and um, race and religion and class. And how that affects um, women's experience.
0: Mm. Uh, uh, interesting. I forgot to turn my mic back on.
2: I think, and uh, then to, I think to give a definition
0: of the other the three types. is obviously radical as you've descri- uh, described, uh, liberal and like liberal mainstream, and then cultural is kind of the third. Yeah. The liberal mainstream kind of focuses on the institutional reforms, which is like reducing gender discrimination, giving women access to like, male-dominated spaces and promoting equality. The radical you, you described is like reshaping the system entirely, which means it's kind of inherently patriarchal and only that like, overhaul would bring this t- sort of liberation. And then the cultural would be kind of a similar view to that, but there's the female essence, which is different from men. I think that's, and that kind of brings us now into, we've done the overview, there you go. Can I ask what like, oh, you two please, are? Uh, so I, I wouldn't describe myself as a feminist feminist uh, as in name. I think it's a kind of entity where it's kind it's of fluid. So people will describe themselves as feminists, but it's not like a term which needs to be associated with What? <laughs> yeah, it's,
2: yeah. So you wouldn't <laughs> describe yourself as a feminist, because what would you put rather describe yourself as?
0: Well, I am human, that's what i describe myself as. Okay. Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't attach myself to a, a, feminist, uh, n- n- a feminist notion as such.
2: Okay, why wouldn't you?
0: Um, I think that there's obviously been helpful um, uses of feminism through the world, getting women's right. rights. But I think it has kind of, fun- as fundamentally, there have been um, obviously attribu- attributions to feminism, uh, kind of, with the connotations of it. And I don't think that's the most helpful way to kind of push forward to more equality. And also, feminism, in my at least, definition of it, is kind of pushing forwards female rights to equality with men. And I think sometimes there needs, it shouldn't be equality to men, but it should be more bringing everyone up. So it should be equal, they should both be equal, but it's moving maybe further than that, I think would be more useful. Okay. Oliver? I'd have to say, um
1: obviously in support of of feminism um and i would i would say that okay there's some parts of it that i disagree with and have my own views on but i'd say i definitely sort of i support feminism definitely i think it's i I, and i think it comes with pretty things i'm going to contribute soon um into my reasons why i'm um and opinions about it, but then it comes also back to um, men and, and, and other reasonings but yeah,
2: hmm.
0: yeah I think uh, it, it is interesting, I think it's more of a, a static entity uh, so people so a static entity I think is what I, I wrote down, I described it as it's kind of elastic what feminism really is because there's so many different definitions there's so many different types mm-hmm. that it's kind of quite stretchy to what it is uh, to use a me- metaphorical term, I do. I do like metaphors. Yes, it can be
1: interpreted in into mm. different ways now, isn't it? And it, there's so many um, different ways into people perceive it. Um, so yeah, it's it's yeah. one of those things. It's not like I said before. It's not just about women now, is it? You know.
0: So so, so do do that. you think everyone should be a feminist printer? printer well,
2: yeah. I, mean, I think I don't remember w- what's the name, but there was like a, a female actress that said. Well, the term feminism shouldn't be a term. Really, you shouldn't be a feminist because everyone should be a feminist, and those that aren't should just be sexist. Like
0: oh, it. So, so you then I argue, there's not such a need for the word feminist, but there's well, a
1: no. need for just. Mm. But then there is, at the end of the day, then isn't there there? Is. Yeah. Because and it's, and hmm. then it should be sort of, and then it branches out onto the other thing which is then it's just equality, isn't it you know for both men mm. and women in, in other ways you know there's there's problems on, on, um, but on both and, yeah, the both I think yeah.
0: there's there's an interesting poll i think it's it's increased in the the number at least within the past few years between those 18 to 24 who identify as feminists mm-hmm. and originally i think it was in 2016 when the first study was done by the the Faw- uh, Fawcett Society right. um there was i think what i think it's what one in because I have a very small percentage identified as being a feminist from girls from mm. the age group. And then you move more to, I think, 2021, where there's a different stage from a different um, body. I think it moved to just over half when then described right. as feminists from, from the female population of um, 18 to 24.
2: Why would you think that is?
0: Um, I, again, I, again, I think it's due to uh, kind of the connotations of feminism. It's all about where you identify as kind of what you hear. And there are obviously... Falsehoods about it, yeah, uh, which so people there maybe there's myths with it almost.
2: Did the sti- statistics show there was an increase in the amount? Right? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I think that's maybe due to either like social media activism, mm-hmm. etc. I think that that does so do think, drive it.
2: Because um, your point before was the idea that there's so many branches of feminism and certain feminists who perhaps like take it too far. So you don't want to like identify as those by identifying, or like you don't want to associate with that by identifying as feminist.
0: I think that that would be a key point. It's almost like I... I it's, a, it's a different strand, kind of, removing it away from uh, sex or gender. But um, let's say I I'd associate... I am a... Let's say I said I was a, a member of UKIP. Mm-hmm. I'm not a member of UKIP, just, just to clarify, I'm not. But let's say I was a member of UKIP, and then people would instantly associate you with the likes of uh, very nationalist, shouty people, uh, when it actually could be totally reasonable. So there is that kind of association with it, which I... I think it's not necessarily helpful.
2: Is that not you just showing complete disregard to a movement that's had so much like more to it than just a small minority group that takes it too far? Can you not get over that?
1: Can I, can I add? as So we've gone into sort of the definition. Yeah. And before we mm. go into the the in-depth um, sort of questions and, and reasonings and stuff, uh, I thought it'd be nice to add in some reasons to why women feel... Mm. Um, you know, passionate about, um, being a feminist and it's that 84% of women worry about their body and weight during the day Mm -hmm. with the average woman spending 42 minutes worrying about their body each day and over 1 in 4 women 13% saying such body worries take up the majority of the day I'm just uh, picking some statistics off a website 60% of women say they've received unwanted attention such as being wolf whistled whilst walking down the street or being groped in a club on average women get such unwanted attention 3 times per month one in four women have been uh, unfairly treated within the workplace simply for their sex. So there you go. There's yeah, a, there's there's a no, few no, issues no, to reason, why yeah. to why to why this problem exists, and the problem at the end of the day is that men can't understand the can't understand mm, mm. the reasons. Also, there's there's it. never yeah.
0: a um, you're never going to understand exactly what it's like to be someone else's shoes. We don't have a unfortunately magic mind teleport where we can actually show people mm, actually maybe you can kind of sympathize with this I, I do sympathize with this i i'm uh totally pro kind of sourcing these problems out i just don't necessarily identify in a certain way and there's other things maybe which i disagree with parts of the movement where i'm again it's, it's on the edge it's not necessarily i'm not saying i'm anti-women's rights <laughs> I, I, not at all I, I do i do i do have the belief in equal rights it's just kind of the belief we all hold different beliefs mm. in how we identify i just thought it I, I thought
1: it was important to add in mm, some indeed, of the yeah. reasonings because you know we've talked about definitions and we're going to go into uh, other subtopics yeah. here now but
0: it's good to have some it, reasons it's, it's reasons, yeah
1: and 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 reasons why uh, because it is important and i think at the end of the day it's that mm. um that men need to realize the reason behind the movement because i think sometimes they just think it's 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 aimed at them you know it's it's which it is but you know they think i don't know how to put it but they think there's no fault to them when there hmm. certainly is, but uh, in, in, you know, in some cases, you know.
0: But are we seeing kind of the removal? I, I've, I read, I've read quite a lot about the Equality Act and obviously that stops, mm. it, it, it gives the legal force to stop the discrimination sure. by kind of gender, race, sexuality and all of that. I did find an interesting YouGov poll done in 2021. It's quite interesting, there's not been so much polling done mm-hmm. in the last two years relating to feminism, which I can find online. So I think it's Quite, there's like been an interesting lapse, I suppose, over COVID of not having this in-depth polling. There's actually a YouGov poll on do Brits think life prospects differ for boys and girls? You can find this on the YouGov website. And the results for kind of the female gender, which I thought we'd be more apt to have a look at, you have 44% think it's exactly the same, life prospects for both. I think 11% didn't know or had like no opinion you always mm. get uh, you go polls um 29 thought it was m- somewhat better for boys nine percent thought much better for boys six percent somewhat better for the girls and one percent m- much better for the girls so this kind of shows there is a belief i think it's in the young again a young demographics, it's mm. 18 to 24. it does show it is sorry, it is 8, uh, 18 to 24. it does show that maybe there's that that perception is kind of old and it is kind of moving forwards we do. That's why we've seen the decrease in the, in the, gender, in the gender pay gap, which we'll come to later. And we've kind of seen, would you say that life prospects have got better on the whole?
2: Wait, so is that comparing like the life prospects before and after the involvement of the Equality Act?
0: This is just comparing, do Brits think that life prospects for like you and me would be the same? If we chose to pursue the same thing, we'd have the same equal prospects as such on gender.
2: Okay, that's interesting. Right. So okay. So you think that because we've got like the legal protection through the Equality Act, and because of the suggestions from that, it's we've already reached equality.
0: Well, we've reached legal equality. Kind of, we are moving towards a societal view that we are equal.
2: Even the way you emphasise legal, I think that there's an acknowledgement there that there is so much more. There's so many ways that um, it affects. Like women are affected that aren't protected by legal rights, so I don't. I think my, my argument was more yeah. p-
0: pursuing the fact that obviously I could still choose if I choose I wouldn't to discriminate against a woman, and some in some cases that could be done and it is illegal. But again, it doesn't stop you from doing something just because the law's law is there. Nor doesn't stopping murder doesn't stop murder. I think my point raised with the Equality Act is that it has kind of set out what feminism's ultimate goal originally was to achieve, yeah. to give that legal basis between uh, male and female and give that those rights enshrined in law. And I, I can sympathise it doesn't remove that aspect no, of sexism, yeah. but it has allowed those legal processes for those to challenge those who do discriminate. So I think that, that, would you say that is, has it done its job?
2: It, it's allowed it in a pragmatic sense, but you can't, Expect that to have any sort of. I mean, yeah, you agree that, that it's not going to have like an effect of removing sexism, because the attitudes are that like women are sort of shamed for going to um, like legal services if they have like issues of sexual harassment, you know.
0: But <laughs> how, how would how would you propose feminism solves this? Well, it's would about the
2: movement yeah. of feminism having things like the fourth wave and um, being able to um, collectively. Tackle it as an issue through things like social media, Hmm. like that's necessary.
0: It's moving more away from governmental legal change, but more towards awareness. Would you say?
2: Yeah. Well, it definitely has. We we definitely. I think we have to have a bit more progress in terms of the legal side, especially things like maternity and paternity leave. Um, But it is equally very fundamental that it does become. Um, we continue with this this fourth wave of feminism. Yeah.
1: I think I think a great well, a great way to do is it. not it's not as if that I can change anything but a, a, a way in which you know it can be in, way in which things can be improved is if men understand the issue mm. and align with women and then things will you know things will improve you know it's it's going to take a long time for that to happen and or it never will fully happen but um if if It will also improve men's lives in some ways as well, Um, you know, dismantling that uh, ideals of masculinity and and other things. You know, we're not going to get over them if we can't align with with feminism.
0: Hmm. Interesting, I must say. Uh, Anything you want to add, Mm Brunson? No. I think another topic that we raised was kind of the the gender pay gap. That's quite, I think that's one of the most headline figures. It is. It, I think from uh, what well, I read uh, generally on feminism, the news, mm. the gender pay gap every year comes up and kind of throughout the year. The, there are usually mentions of it,
1: and usually it's um, where it's usually highlighted and when I see it com- crop up the most is usually within the BBC. Yeah. And it's usually to do with uh, male and female presenters mm. of of shows, and yeah. the, the the gap, the, the pay gap can be quite distortionate really between some females and males. But I think why do you say and why do you think it? Why do you think it's like that,
0: Archie? I think I think I'd say it's because different uh, presenters attract the different aspects of the public. Certain views, if the viewers, there's more viewers on a certain presenter, they get paid more. I think that's that's utterly fair because they attract more for the public, they attract more for the broadcasters such. And it's just like in sports commentating, um, you have a favorite commentator, you will listen to them, but, and it's like it, it comes with this. Mm. It's the job they're doing. It's not necessarily the gender. I don't think it's the gender necessarily there. It's the audience they attract.
1: But what if it's a, you know, it's a, a, a like like this um, podcast, you know, it's co-hosted. Um, there's this, you know, there's a male and a female presenter. What makes the difference? They're both doing the same job.
0: I I think then it may depend on, let's say, one's been there longer than the other. Not that I'd say she should paid more than anyone, but I think then in that case, you would be arguing that maybe they should be definitely near on par. Mm -hmm. But again, some presenters might have more they might have two other roles within yeah, they, the day they, they in, may in the, pre- the they the may plastic. help produce the yeah. show
1: before it you know yeah. i i understand that there may be other things that they do they might do a lot more they might do mm. help with other such things within the company or whatever and or they put a lot more preparation pre- preparation in and or have other commitments within
0: what what do you think Brother? should they just be paid the same regardless of their commitments uh do, do you think it's fair that kind of the presenter pay scale there's there's so many and there's such variance maybe between the presenters
2: right okay um i think it's like if they're taking into account your commitments then it's like i I guess, I guess it's okay i, I don't know because because there's just such a, a massive trend and with how much like variance there mm-hmm. is and so much disparity between how men are paid and how women are paid it, it it makes me think that it can't just be because this woman had more commitments than this man like if if it's so if there's such a strong trend it it makes all these smaller little points of of commitment sort of redundant like we can't just mm. assume that women are like universally like more committed to other things than apart from like in the um, in the in tem- in terms of like childcare, but then that I think should also be dismantled.
0: But I do have an interest within the kind of the ONS data, which shows the gender pay gap, at least within the UK. I'm going right. to focus on the UK here because yeah. I've done but... more reading into the UK. Okay. And I doubt um, the Alaman probably has the statistics for that. It, it, Definitely. Yeah, well, it does, it's just the statistics, but they're not broken down. Yes. As much. It's yeah, not yeah, yeah. St- done enough, basically. Uh, but if you nice. go into the ONS data it doesn't really... There's no official statistics released on kind of unequal pay. The gender pay gap is kind of the average uh, pay per 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 kind of uh, female and male. And it doesn't actually tell us what the actual wage gap is between men and women doing similar sorts of work. Some companies may release that data, but because ultimately what a company pays its employee is up to them and the company kind of doesn't have to release that... And kind of women again includes part time work generally the ONS data and women are then three times more likely to work part time than men, and then that attracts kind of the lower rates on the labour market. So ultimately, I don't think we know how big the gender pay gap is. We don't know if it's the same as it's currently or if it's actually smaller. I think there's there's obviously the argument and there is uh, evidence to suggest there is going to be that slight that discrimination aspect. But you can't compare like-to-like with the ONS data because it's not excluding those part-time workers from the calculations. If Have you not? It's just, it's the, just looking at no, itself. like
2: the government report that said that it's, the 2020 mean gender pay gap is 6.5%?
0: Yeah, that's, again, from the OS... The, the if you look at yeah. the, uh, the uh, statisticians who then analyse it after mm-hmm. it comes up from the ONS, there are disparities. With within any model, how you create it, there's going to be arguments for how reliable it is, I think. Okay. I think it's ultimately wrong that men are paid more than women, if that's the case, and that should then be corrected. But it's not really possible to determine the reasons for that either.
2: Okay, But what if you looked at... um, If you split the data up a bit and looked at, um, like, how... So if we split it up into, like, higher classes and lower classes and the upper quartile and lower quartiles for how wages are distributed... We see that like women, uh, like 41% of the wages for women, um, no, for like, yeah, 41% of the upper quartile wages, so like those are the higher class, are women. It's mainly mm-hmm. male dominated. And then when you look at like the wages that are given to like lower um, people in lower social classes, it's 51% female. So it's like, well, women are occupying the lower paid mm-hmm. jobs and females and they're also occupying like, less of a section of the higher paying jobs. I what think, think that? that
0: there is, um, I think it, it does come, it becomes very, very complicated down here because once you break down statistics, you, there's so many external factors there. So I think some of the external factors, obviously the part-time roles, you go off to give your child, let's say you go and get off to give birth, you take your maternity leave, you might stay until your, your child goes to primary school. Those sorts of aspects do then say you're out of industry for four, five years. That out of industry for four, four years, for example, does lose that edge to men who will go back after six weeks. So I think that after the paternity leave um, finishes, they go back.
2: So do you think so that I the think... paternity leave should be longer for men? Do you think that, that there should be an equal um, bearance of of how we treat child care?
0: I don't think there should be the... I, I think, I think they have. It depends, obviously, who's caring for the child. If the, it should be then the choice for the parents to split, I think maternity I thi- or paternity, and they assign it. But they shouldn't both the same amount of time, mm. uh, because it's not necessarily one's looking after the child. What's the and up other's up? not. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, and obviously, they both be getting paid. Yeah, for for the implor- being, yeah. by the yeah. employer. So and for two of them yeah. to be off, if it was split, if it was split, mm. you know. Um, but I think nowadays, I think you may be able to if you're a man and you want to look after the mm. child, you can take that whole time off, or 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 as much as I don't know how much is offered—twelve months, eighteen months.
0: But there's also then down to the choices uh, women take because I know it's not yeah. it's not all down to to gender, but. Um, if you look at kind of Sweden, where they, they have kind of the highest level of gender equality, roughly, in the mm-hmm. world, depending on what steps you look at. Okay. They, they fulfil most of the box. Do you disagree?
2: Well, no, because I know, I, I have a feeling what's to do, what you're going to say next. But okay, carry
0: no, on. But, but generally, the gender divide is then yeah. still mm-hmm. there. Um, but it's, it's not necessarily down to sexism. It's, it's, it's de- then down also to that women take different career paths, that more women statistically pursue arts, which then does, in, in the end, pay so less.
2: Do you not think that that's... Uh, like that's a, a, an emergent property of like the way that we like with the way that culture treats men and women from a young age
0: i think you could argue some of it's influenced by society but again uh so, so we, we can't we has... can't we can't put it down to only society it could mm-hmm. literally be Women prefer... Oh, it's not necessarily so that. And of women a... which now going to STEM, so it's, it's increasing that as we go older, mm-hmm. post-societal norms of from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, where we saw it was still very heavily, if you're a female, you should only do X, Y, Z, which is silly. They should do what they they enjoy doing, what they're best at. But that then does start to change. We su- we do see that trend changing.
2: So you think... OK, right. So are you of or not of the belief that men have somehow an innate or a biological... Um, sort of uh, difference to women that makes them more suitable to subjects like STEM, for example?
0: I don't think there's... Um, there's Interestingly, if you look at the psychology of men and women, okay. it's, it's, again, that's formed by societal. So it's impossible to remove the societal ac- a- aspect out of it, as well, I would say.
2: Do you not think that means we we sort of have to shift society in a way that makes it a bit more accepting?
0: I think generally now it is... I'm not. You have totally different views, but I think it is generally perfectly acceptable for to, to pursue a different career. How parts. many
2: women are in your maths class?
0: In my maths class, there is one, but that's, that, that 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 generally is because the others didn't enjoy maths, and they're welcome not to enjoy maths. In our set one class before you have the choice to choose maths or not. It was kind of an equal, more equal split again.
2: Okay. Between the two, I think it's a bit naive to suggest it's just because they don't enjoy maths. Well, it's
0: again, if they enjoy maths, they're good at it. They continue, they continue on. It's not, again, It's it, it depends on the person. You, you can't, there's plenty of men in yeah. who then drop to. Really. But you can you can then go on you to can go other, into all, all You, you can, can go even, on all day. Well, like, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I think it's good to go into another point. But mm. let's take other subjects, for example, textiles or art, other things like that. Mm. There's a lot more women that take them than men, you know. Why, why do you think that is, Archie?
0: I think it's down it's down to choice and, and what they prefer to do. It's, not, it's, it's down to them. They have the freedom of choice now to choose what they want to do. They're not being said, you are this so you must do X, Y, Z. They do have that freedom to
1: choose. I know, but other people can influence them in that way that if they take that subject and or, you know, they can um, be sort of, I don't know how to put it, you know, I don't know. I don't know where to put it, but um, I'm not going to say discriminated, but you know people people can be not nice to to other people for for the way that they are you know people can be treated i i wouldn't for... say that's
0: that's a need uh for feminism that's just a discourteous behavior it's it's, it's, it's discourteous in principle to be horrible to someone because they are of a certain gender doing your subject th- you should think, in, think you we're... should engage with them because think... of their academic views not because of what they look like or because of their gender
1: yeah we'll we'll, yeah. St- we'll stick on the topic of of this yes. and, and i'll let let, let come go in, because but, 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 yes, but, we'll, we'll stick on the topic of taking a subject that's is unfamiliar or, you know, that's mm. not very popular for that gender or and or if Brintha has anything else to say on what we're discussing. We're sort of on that. Yeah. Yeah. We're on gender stereotypes.
2: Yeah, aren't we are. Right? Yeah, yeah. 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 No, right. So do you not think that women who enter STEM are discriminated against or, or prejudiced against in some way?
0: I'd say I don't. I don't know the full extent of any prejudice. There used, definitely, I you know, used to be prejudiced, especially within kind of the kind of academic jobs. There were, there was that original prejudice, but I think it is starting to move away. But there's still obviously the legacy of it, where you had more men. Let's, let's say 20 years ago, if you say that much, the discrimination still exists, like 30 years ago, mm-hmm. those then entering that field 30 years ago will still be in that field now. So it takes whi- it takes time to change right. and overturn. Okay. And then I think over time we, do, we have seen an increase of women in STEM, which is great because but
2: do you not people think should that be that, done
0: on the academic merit.
2: Yeah, like that change in sort of the, the people who grow up to become the teachers. Do you not think that that needs movements like feminism to be able to drive forward that that idea that we shouldn't discriminate? I think it's...
0: I. I would describe it. I think there's definitely need... It's, it's in all, all society we see. Um, again, going, if you take the higher education rates, sure. uh, I think the least likely to group to go to university are working-class white men. They're least likely. Because the opportunities aren't presented to people, actually, regardless of who you are... There's 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 stereotypes in everything. There's regardless of who you are, you have the ability to do what you want to do if you work hard enough. I think that's what needs to be instilled. It's not, it's not focusing on getting more women to STEM, but it's getting everyone into just opening up those doors and saying you do what you want to do look what you're passionate about experience it and go and do it which i, I
1: think that is is more the case mm. these days but we do still see that that sort of influence is if to say i was to take you know textiles for a level and you probably still see within teachers as well you know who who do you know discriminate towards people to, towards you know the gender of to oh, what well, they're taking this and um, Th- those
0: need to be broken again because yeah. it's not. It's not down. Da- it, it should be never be down to the person, regardless of it happens to men. If men took textiles, people don't again, would say in a minute, eh? Uh, and that's but this is
1: why people don't want to take the subject is exactly. because there's pressure, there's external yeah. pressures from other people that make people feel uncomfortable and don't enjoy yeah. it. And not even the people that don't take that subject. And we're taking this as an example. Obviously it goes into wider issues of different things, but we're taking this as an example because it's what most people experience in their life. is mm-hmm. education and, and of form of subject. But, is that it's not only the people, it's it's your peers, it's everyone around you, is is pressuring you into why are you doing that, you know, it and uh, and it needs it does need to be broken at the end, of yeah, and you make an excellent point there, is mm. it needs to be broken, and you know, it, it as you say, it should be a choice at the end of the day, and there should be no reasoning to why you don't take it.
0: I'm I'm all about merit. regard I should that's why I wouldn't say it's there for feminism to do it. It's there to get literally academic. The academic, we lose academic credibility when we start to exclude people from STEM, from arts. You lose that credibility. You need to get the wider broad and get the best candidates in, regardless of what they look like. And if that happens to be 90% men, because that year men outperform women, brilliant. If it happens the next year, 90% women, absolutely fine. It should be on the the merit, I think.
1: I think... I'm sort of going off a bit here, but I I think with, with coming to things like this, is you've got to be open... And you've got to be able to look at things from different viewpoints, and it's about acceptance. Mm-hmm. You know, is is that's what we need in in these times? Is is for people to have acceptance of other people and their that not only their views but the way that they want mm-hmm. to um, do
0: things. principal yeah. why would you th- do you think that feminists that that should be the role of the feminist movement to do that?
2: No, I think. Well, I I would I would suggest just that like the feminist movement aims to do that and i think that's something that like everyone should be aiming to do um i think the main worry with like your point of well it it should be based on merit and um, we should just be um going for what people want to choose is just how we value different sectors that women go into whereas what men go into like the main is it, like, the ma- the main sector of work that women go into is health and social care? Am I right in thinking that?
0: Might be, yes. I haven't looked at the g- yeah. gender breakdown.
2: Yeah. And, um, like, it's... That's a sector that's sort of disregarded by m- many people, and, and STEM is, like, that... Um, you you know, you get high wages in STEM. There's a lot of um, ability to progress in STEM. And, like, from the Fawcett Society, they found that half of employed women from minority ethnic groups and 43% of employed women from white ethnic groups are worried about job or promotion prospects due to the pandemic. Um, and that's like, obviously pandemic, it's a little bit random, (laughs) but like, um, Mm. it just shows that there's like the, the job sectors that women do go into and women have the choice to go into. There's such like economic instability in those jobs. And that's sort of a reason why we should be like sp- promoting this idea of equality across across the like careers.
0: I think you do you do. I, you pose an interesting point there. I, d- I definitely agree. There is that economic disparity between these different types of sectors, but I'd say it's more down to market forces because it depends what the market values. The market values finance or it values law it values stem and development. It won't value health and social as much. It is. It, I wouldn't say it necessarily comes down to we can't make that equal. I don't think if, unless we add a economy which is controlled solely from the state and the state says everyone should be paid the same, which is communism. Um, but <laughs> we we should we should go into that topic. But we did. I think you raised an interesting point in our of discussions and our notes before of gender representation in government. Oh, yeah, did I? Of 50-50 governments. I was wondering, why why do you think it would be a good idea to have... Do you you think it would be a good idea, sorry? I Um, I, assume. I I do.
2: Yeah? I mean, definitely, at least on the Isle of Man, there definitely needs to be more representation. I think there's one woman of colour in... uh, What's her name? I'll I'll try Uh, and
0: find it. Is Tanya? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tanya August Hanson. A council
2: of ministers full of... Males, white males. You mm-hmm.
0: know? Yeah, definitely.
2: I think, but then if
0: you look at it, who the the electorate have the choice to represent who they want to represent them, uh, and if you look at the elect the electorate is fifty fifty. I agree more women maybe should stand if they choose to stand. Which we saw in which we saw, in, we, saw we saw in the, the saw last, last election,
1: um, and mm-hmm. yeah, we saw it in the last election and, we've seen and, it in this election and again. we and we seen it in um, legislative council. Mm. Um, that that kind of balances us out, but yeah. unfortunately,
0: Legco. Uh, which is the council? Uh, mm-hmm. Short speak, really. They can't be part of Coman. I don't think. Because council of ministers um, made up from image. Can I think there is an there, exception? There, there might be an exception, but gen- generally speaking, council of ministers is made up from t- mm-hmm. uh, from the elected members. Mm-hmm. Um, but and th- and
1: it's been referred to in the past mm-hmm. as um, a group of old men in grey suits. Um, yeah. who basically all blacks some of them are blacks yes, yes I disagree but, 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 but most people th- that's the term that they've been branded yeah. as mm. um, and I think it's that I don't know not not it's, it's that willing willingness of, of to not be open but uh, again we don't and know how to they to change in some ways you know mm. um, and and people have said um, you know the electorate have said we need men in common well they are there to make the 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 um, the, c- the, the choice yeah.
0: if you look at it i i just ask, pose a question to you how would you would you make parliament like be required to have a 50-50 split how how would you kind of encourage or make, make th- it, th- the yeah. agenda there
2: um i think i would definitely cuz the 50-50 is it's actually a movement there's this movement called 50-50 mm. parliament which is aiming to get you know like 50-50 um women to men i think that that's important i don't know i think because we're so f- like far from we we need like one hundred and five women to enter parliament to be able to make it equal. We're so far from that goal that I think the, there's no point in making a distinct law that you must have fifty women or if, um, you know mm. an equal split.
1: And I suppose it sort of comes back to sort of last week's episode on democracy and mm. if mm. you know people have a choice, so they you know they should they be choose? able to. Yeah. Um, but am I right in saying that Labour? obviously significantly have a lot more women than hmm. than uh, men in Conservative.
0: I know conservative.
2: you're going to mention. I'm going to mention, but the two final, female oh. Prime oh.
1: Labour haven't had any. Really? Yeah. <laughs> are there more uh, female um, Labour MPs than yeah, currently ma- I I male Currently, I think so. There's so, yeah. 22% yes. of,
2: of um, hmm. uh, Conservative MPs are, are um, female. Right, an what, what about point. women in
1: Labour? Um, uh,
2: I think it, it's 52% so that
1: know? Yeah. I don't think so it's, I don't, I don't think
0: it's is high it? as high it as... I think it is they, actually, they lost a lot of seats, though. Yeah, so but it's, it is more surprising. Than, it,
1: There is more women in Labour than there
0: is, in, than there is yeah. men. Yeah,
2: I wouldn't compare. I think no. it, it, it's definitely... It, it's not Parliament in, in general. Yeah.
0: But interestingly, I think there, there is a... It, it, obviously, it's great to have anyone of any gender. I don't think there should be, obviously... It should be restricted to only one gender being... As it used to, I suppose, before women could actually stand. But... I suppose it does raise the question, positive discrimination, I'd argue, in favour of women or in favour of men, either way, is just as harmful as discrimination against. Positive discrimination saying we must have X, Y, Z, a quota of women is just as harmful to our democracy Mm -hmm. uh, as is excluding them. Because it's saying, actually, we're not going to let you, the electorate, decide who candidate? whose candidate you want? It, the man in that constituency might be better. The male candidates for that uh, party's polling to get their candidate might be much stronger, have more knowledge than mm. the female candidate. But we must put the female candidate because of their gender. That's sexist. And obviously,
1: we can look um, back here mm. to the Isle of Man and sort of reflect on on you know what we're talking about today. But we can also look back over think over 100 years ago now since women were first given the vote which is very good but they were only property owning women Mm. so you know there's there's uh, less than the
0: population
2: yeah yeah i just don't think we're in a position yet to be able to say that we are completely like eradicated from sexism to the point where we Mm. are now like making conscious choices to do like positive discrimination we're not there yet no at um, all and i don't think that should be an excuse to be like yeah, we're going to just steady ourselves with um, how we select candidates or whatever, because we're far more like leaning towards negative discrimination than positive discrimination. So what,
0: so what would you say the feminists need, what, 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 what would we be Moving on to kind of closing the feminism part of the episode, what would you say is the main reasons why we still need feminism?
2: Because there's so many more new waves of of sexism that affects particularly Could you
0: give some examples. Sorry,
2: like uh, beauty expectations on social media, the way that we're positioned to view our bodies that's not addressed. The amount of people who come up to me to tell me, well, not to tell me distinctly, but who I hear of like sexual assaults, like mm-hmm. friends, people I know, and, it's, yeah. and it
1: comes down to also on on on. Ma- male point of view yeah. is is the idea of masculinity. Mm. You know the toxic masculinity that's out there, that alpha male you know, that everyone must be, that you know look down upon um, to to other males that aren't as masculine as others. You know, and that's where the real problem lies is to why um, men need to um, align with feminism and understand it and mm-hmm. support it.
0: So you both say that feminism to answer the question, feminism is still needed. In the Western world,
2: yeah. absolutely. Interesting. You?
0: I, I personally, I think it it all de- directly lies on that that definition of feminism. Because my my definition, I'd take from the Oxford Languages definition, which is the advocacy of women's rights on the ground of the equality of sexes. And I do I don't I don't believe that's exactly what's needed now. Because what you're talking about is making a world where both sexes are equal. But what we need is the creation of a better environment for all, because men have many issues, but such that, as that, that a tiny proportion of men are kind of affected. Are men? Mm. Most men in prison are men. Most people in the streets are men. Most victims of violent crime are men. So to create that just equality to both, we actually don't we don't solve the problems. We need to solve the problems on both
2: sides. But that right, the major one of the major from. goals of of re- reaching equality. And the goal of feminism is dismantling patriarchy. And mm-hmm. that is literally what you're describing. To raise standards is something that comes with ensuring equality. But so
0: patriarchy implies a male-dominated society. Do you think we are a male-dominated society? I think yes. the effect
2: of patriarchy, yes, <laughs> we're still here.
0: But surely it's a, it's, a, it's if you look at... What who are, is generally affected by the most negative side, which are being on the street, being involved in violent crime, mm-hmm. uh, being in prison, uh, being victims of suicide, being in wars, doing worse yeah, in school. Those these, yeah. I wouldn't. If if sure, if it was male dominated, the men at the top would be helping the men elsewhere. It was more. It's. I'd say it's. If you wanted to argue that point, it would be a domination of an elite, but, rather than. But a we patriarch. can.
1: But we can look at these. You know, statistics of what's going on. Um. You know. And surely if there's men at the top then why aren't the men at the top supporting the problems that men lower down are are having and and it's not also men lower down it's men at the top as well that are experiencing problems and all sorts of things why isn't why isn't that being addressed because surely that would um, combat? Parts of the problem. Well, I
0: think I think it just hasn't been addressed because people haven't necessarily chosen. It's, it's starting to be addressed now with kind of the rise of social media activism. I think that has had a big impact. But mm-hmm. to conclude my my views on this, it is it isn't it is un, it's undeniable that women do get unfairly treated. Men in, in, so, in some aspects, men get unfairly treated in others. I think mm-hmm. it's not sexism isn't necessarily that that just purely female issue. Um, and kind of the Western world, these people advocate rights of both genders because feminism does yeah. focus more as a movement generally to generalise it on female rights generally as a movement. It, that's what all the headlines from those groups do come out with is mainly focusing on female rights. Yes, some of them do focus on men's rights and that that is good but I don't think we need those men's rights activists. I don't think we need the female activists. We need those who are literally just advocating for everyone as a whole. That's my my view, you might probably totally disagree. But there we go. So I don't think it's necessarily needed in its original form and it should progress and evolve into something else.
1: Well, should we move on to what some of our um, listeners have been saying this
0: week? I got in the kazoo. What? I got them the kazoos. <laughs> they are kazoos. I don't have them in studio, but I, I would bring a kazoo in just to do the... Uh, So we hope we didn't dominate that too much. (laughs) We do like to try and keep things light uh, here. Um, But we do have a few uh, from the desks of our socials. I don't think we'll get through them all because we are uh, quite lengthy discussion today. So, Oliver, what, what are some of the comments we're getting on Instagram from our sticker sticker proposals?
1: Well, from Rebecca, um, she has been saying that it is still needed as the patriarchy continues to affect both men and women, which, you know, we, we agree on. We've agreed uh, both, yeah, both sides are affected. Shear has also commented, yes, because I was mistreated in uh, as a woman in the workplace.
2: Hmm.
0: Um, sorry to hear that uh, sorry appreciate <laughs> that, that should that shouldn't happen mm. obviously uh, no one should be mistreated in the workplace I think we got from Jack uh, who was talking more about the gender pay gap I did I did have pointed to the ons figures they are it's all, it's all debatable, but according to ONS, the gender pay gap across all employment in 2020 was 15.5%. It was 27% in 1997. Whilst this is a good decrease, it alludes to the social stigma against it. And he kind of theorises that there's a big issue of social misogynism as a carryover from the original period of like the 90s. Uh, and that's kind of why the modern feminist movement's needed. Um I think if we go on to Ewan.
1: Ewan has said uh, yes because um anyone who says that it isn't still necessary doesn't fully grasp it and what it deals with or
0: its effects. So I think Ewan's coming come at me uh, in advance there. We are guessing all we only missing Sam. He hasn't he hasn't bothered to comment. It's disappointing <laughs> if you're listening it's to Sam which you should. Yeah, uh we, we disagree. I've got some short answers, a an yes and a no. Uh on face so then we've got on Twitter uh, Michael, Michael uh, says that we've come quite a long way but there's still more to be done. We did get quite a lengthy Facebook one uh, which is kind of seeing that the biggest reason is people still see feminism as a women's issue and it isn't. It also deals kind of with toxic masculinity. I think that's where I depart from, personally I depart from the term feminism looking towards equal rights on both sides but I think we all want to achieve the same goal here which is kind of equal, equality. Which I think it is at least beneficial. We just disagree on the way to achieve it. I think. Yeah. So we're not we're not so uh, so apart and going to murder each other in the studio. So don't okay. don't don't worry about that. But
2: <laughs>
0: we do have the uh, historical figure of the week, which is this week Genghis Khan. Yeah who's the founder and the great first great Khan of the Mongol Empire, which became the largest contiguous uh, empire in history after his death. Um, yeah, he killed a lot of people as well. Yes, that was one of the new features added. And we've got the music here this time as well properly. Uh, so yeah Genghis Khan is our figure of the week yes we are a feminist episode and we are putting a man in a historical figure <laughs> no, of the week like... but you know this is independent to the topic so I do have some fun facts against, about Genghis Khan he did kill about 40 that's not a fun fact he did kill at least 40 million people was responsible for it uh, one in every 200 men alive is related to Genghis Khan and he wow. created one of the first international post systems
1: so quite Quite an impressive man, much like uh last week's uh
0: Uh William Pitt the Younger. Yes, yes. Who, who went
1: to Cambridge at the age of fourteen. Yes. Um, so there we are. The, 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 the most uh, you know, the our, our historical political figures usually achieve something quite remarkable, don't they?
0: Mm. Indeed. So I think that was uh he's quite an interesting guy. So that that's our fun fact fun do you have anything to say on going to Cambridge? No, I uh, don't Pinsley? actually. Oh, disappointing, disappointing. Sorry. It's fine, it's fine. Uh, yeah, but Genghis Khan, dude, he is an interesting guy and he is our historical political, political figure of the week. He ruled one of the largest empires in the world all by himself. Mm-hmm. So, fascinating, fascinating. So...
1: <laughs> now we move on to news of the week and uh, for Isle of Man news headlines, uh, the Isle of Man is set for the first Pride event uh, of its kind... The health minister calls for shift in focus around COVID-19, and the Isle of Man steam packets ferry terminal in Haitian gets a facelift. Vaccines may be available for younger ages. The treasury funds boosts, uh, the treasury is uh, adding boosts for the hard-hit hospitality sector, and uh, house prices rise by an average of £19,000.
0: And in UK and international news, Harry and Meghan have had yet another child, yes another, their second child, Lilibet, uh, Lily, Diane, uh, Mountbatten, Windsor. A global minimum tax rate has been agreed by the G7 finance ministers. Heinz is coming back to the UK for the first time since 1999 to make you some baked beans British. Uh, China now has a three-child policy. And in cricket, uh, Robinson has been suspended over 10-year-old tweets. So it's been not such a frantic week, I think, as some, but it has been fascinating, I think.
1: Yes. So I think we should first uh, have a quick discussion as we go through the topics on um, the first ever Isle of Man public Pride event happening this weekend. Um, Your thoughts, Bryntha?
2: I'm so excited about it, honestly. performing a poem and then also just volunteering and hopefully we'll get to enjoy it as well so that would be good i know you're performing as well so. yes
1: yeah photos have uh, been released today of what's been um a, a painting of the front oh, of the yeah, um, so villa marina yeah um which i think's um a, a great idea and um i think it, it just shows how far we've come you know 30 years this year um since uh, I think it was the petition on um, Will yeah, Day, Alan, um, Shea. Alan Shea, and um, I think it's really um, shows how well we, we've we come over the past 30 years. Um, so next up we have the, the Health Minister, David Ashford, has called for a shift in focus around COVID-19, which I think is to recognise mm. um, mm. ha- how we need to sort of not look at the figures so much, and look at the serious aspect,
0: and not look at the threat. Not look at the threats which are incoming, and yeah. not introduce any measures. We just treat it as it exists. Well, well, no, I think it,
1: no, I think what he said was was sort mm. of more treat it if you know if people are having mm. uh, serious mm. effects yeah. of it. But you know, yeah, the numbers um, don't you know, matter, which, and, is, uh, which, is, which is, is why they which is why they now go every day. They publish their daily statistics. It's like please refer to the Alabama government's website for today's mm. daily statistics. Mm. You know, they don't publish them on the I website don't... anymore. More. I,
0: I find it interesting
1: because Which there is now seven active yeah. cases, all through travel though, but still seven's quite quite a, a lot for us.
0: At the start of the pandemic, they were all about figures, figures, figures. We're looking at the figures, we're looking at the data, and we're listening to the science And now mm-hmm. figures don't matter. And I and it, find it quite a fascinating mm-hmm. kind and of that juxtaposition. Sort of, that sort there. of drop
1: down mm. every lockdown. It was that idea of I, I'd, um I don't know how reliable this is by the way, but it was if we got twenty cases within the community that that is like red lights it's red lights at nobles for we need to shut down because our resources are going to soon start you know and we also didn't know every lockdown you know um the director of public health never said yes every time we go into a lockdown i will not you know allow us to reopen until we've had 21 days with no community transmission that was never as the lockdowns continued it was like well we'll just see next week how we're feeling about opening up. <laughs> they, you know? didn't a, they didn't have a policy.
0: What do you think Brenda? Do uh,
2: think- I don't know. I think it, it's difficult because I remember the, the one before it was like um we're we're not going to we're going to wait for the data to come in before we start implementing anything. And it was like they didn't understand that like you got to make predictions. You've got a the statistics to... and the
1: and the cases were so high last yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. In, in nearly going into the thousands. Mm. But um as as we we're talking about COVID, we've got the vaccine now which is going to be sort of hopefully available hopefully. for for our age. It has been available for our age but only uh for the clinically vulnerable yeah. uh, which is decided by your GP.
0: But interestingly, the government did they did release um a what's what's it called they did they did in, in the max radio article about it mm-hmm. implied that over 16s were already eligible for the job but it wasn't clear that actually no they're not we're not giving them to over, eight, uh, over 16s 16 to 18 unless they're definitely vulnerable but which is, even though the JCVI has actually approved it, In, yes, yes,
1: and and then the Aleman government are currently saying now that we are waiting for the GC, the JCVI to give us the green light. Mm. But it also comes down to how when they first, um, like you say, it's already approved, but they're still not recognised. That is that it did display on the Aleman government's mm. website when you register for your vaccine, it did stay. It did have other it, than the, uh, yeah, It was um, a. Level sixteen or something yeah, yeah. is where we were,
0: and they took it off. And then they took it off. You can see it in the web data. It's quite mm-hmm. fascinating. What well, do you do? Think we should be having our vaccines now? Obviously,
2: yeah, I think so. I mean, personal opinion. I think the government needs to be a lot more clear about, um like, whether young people are going to get it. I don't think they've been quite as transparent as I'd have wished.
0: Mm. I think it's all about government transparency is a, yeah. is a key part. But we see, uh, I think, uh, I don't know why it's, it interestingly makes news, that Harry and Meghan have had another child. I, I find it oh, odd, a, a, a cute child. I find it very <laughs> odd why then their names, usually in the royal family, they give the full names. Like if you have a will, you give William mm. uh, or Charles. You don't do Charles, you do char, Charles or something. But Harry and Meghan have broken that tradition kind of with their first child, Archie. Brilliant name, unfortunately. Uh, uh, Archival is the full term right. so that's <laughs> why I uh, but it's quite interesting they give them the shorter names it's quite quite interesting quite modern of them I'd say
1: well I have a, um, a funny comment to add on that note I'm just trying to wait for it to pop up um, the, the joys
0: point. of uh, in, in, in technology and... well it,
1: it, it's mm. not loading right now but our, our, it was Piers Morgan made a, ah, a yes. tweet and it was um, I am not going to comment on the new um, ro- <laughs> Royal Baby um, because I Want to respect Meghan and Harry's privacy, which they have asked yeah. of the media. You know, nice. Which is true. Which is true. They're respectful asked, of him? Yeah, they've asked for privacy, so there they go. Do
2: you <laughs> like Piers Morgan here?
1: Uh, I I would say um,
0: I, I can put up with him
1: yeah. most of the time. <laughs> I can I
0: put up with most of the time. Uh, he, he's sometimes a bit too.
1: I mm. thought it was rather childish
0: but, the way he departed right, yeah. from government. But, Britain, but 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 other times he does actually have he does hold the government to account. Mm-hmm. So he's 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 an he's an interesting.
1: And guy. I do like his um, Piers Morgan life stories on yes, ITV. They're so. interesting.
0: Did you watch the one about Keir Starmer? In the last uh,
1: I was going to. Uh, where yeah. Keir
0: Starmer refused to admit or deny that he did drugs. I think at uni. he refused to admit it or oh, refused yes. to deny I did, it. No, no like, I did see if that. If you didn't yes. do it, you would deny it because you're like, no, I didn't do that. So why would you? He basically he ba- said he did. He basically said he yeah. did. <laughs> uh, they,
1: they've it's asked a ridiculous. lot of government ministers and all, all yeah. other high-up officials start,
0: and that. Uh, and uh, what I must say, I respect Jacob Rees-Mogg. when Rees-Mogg was asked about it, and he said, absolutely not. So he gave a very clear answer. <laughs> I think that, that's respectful. You either say yes uh, <laughs> and no, you didn't, which I think is very good. Yeah. Well, we move into our more in-depth features now. Uh, so uh, China now has three-child policy. To kind of com- they're trying to combat the uh, effects of the one-child policy and yeah. then they added the two-child policy, which didn't really do anything. Uh-huh. Because in China, lots of them are aspiring to a middle-class lifestyle, uh-huh. but they can't have that if they have lots of children. Yeah. So they've almost they've created this birth deficit and they ca- they're they trying to solve it, but yeah. they can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, so even though it is total government control, it does show that you cannot make people have children, I uh-huh. think. It's a key aspect from there. So any thoughts on China's... New upcoming policy to make you have more kids.
1: Uh, well, I suppose with their declining population is mm. why they've chosen to yeah. do it. So I see it's it's a a plus really. Um,
0: is it a plus for the world with overpopulation? It is a is it. It is it is an interesting point. But we also have global tax rate, which is still very vague. What exactly it entails. What I've gathered, mm-hmm. gathered is it's trying to look at making countries pay tax where the revenue is collected, not where it's based, and it's trying to impose the 15% rate on uh, in multinationals, but top 100 above two billion pounds profit. There's is a there lot of um, it's not very clear in the media what it's about. Well, yet. I think it's sort mm-hmm. of, but it's being thrashed yeah. out at the G20 soon, so we'll, we'll see, we'll see. And obviously Nigeria suspended its Twitter. It suspended Twitter totally. Its president got one tweet deleted, and boom, two days later, the country banned Twitter. Which is unfair. And I will think. prosecute people who try to use Twitter, I think, oh. as well.
1: Well, that, that's unfair, isn't it? You know, yeah. um, freedom, freedom of speech. It's know, actually people. Africa's
0: one. Well, it was originally. It was before, obviously, this happened. There's now controversy as to whether it's still a proper democracy. But it was one of Africa's mm. most democratic states. Oh, and it's uh, like mm. um,
1: you look at the United States, and uh, isn't TikTok is that still banned there? I know no, Trump,
0: I think they were planning Trump on banning, banning it, it, but then it stopped.
2: Yeah, I'm not know. on TikTok, so I
0: don't. Oh, missing out there. I do Brinter.
2: like some TikTok songs, though, to ah. be fair. <laughs> 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 I, I, I get the
0: jo- I get the joys of uh, what's called Tory Talk, uh, if that makes any oh. sense.
2: Oh, <laughs> I did not know that existed. <laughs> Disappointed. Brinter I really there. I hope I never okay see that in my life.
0: Oh, why not? It's, that it's, sounds
2: disgusting. It's brilliant, it's, it's
0: brilliant, but we do have Oh yeah the best part of the show, <laughs> where our guest <laughs> takes over for a minute to discuss a topic of their choice, and Brintha has chosen an absolutely marvellous topic this why, week thank you. of biofluorescence and the duck billed platypus.
2: Yeah! Go for it. <laughs> so, right, okay, this is so cool, right, so duck billed plat- platypuses, they're like, native to australia which is already pretty cool um but they like it was i don't know how they didn't do this or why they didn't do this before um but a group of scientists like late last year decided to shine a uv torch at a at some duck-billed platypuses and they found out that they're actually biofluorescent which is pretty cool yeah
1: i remember seeing that Uh
2: uh-huh so they like emit um when you shine it, it's like a bluish uh, green light. And I mean, the physics of it. So normally when we shine something at like anything and it will excite electrons and it'll move it to a higher energy level. Then once it moves it back down, it emits a photon. Normally that photon is within the frequency of visible light. But with uh, duck-billed platypuses, when you shine UV light at it, it actually emits visible light. So normally it's like UV light is absorbed, (laughs) UV light's absorbed. No, uh, visible light's absorbed and visible light's given back. But with duck-billed platypuses, UV light is absorbed, visible light is given back. So basically they can see each other in the dark. So people think that it's um, uh, evolutionary. It was adapted because they like hunting uh, or they're most active at night time. And so it was an evolutionary thing that went back for about 150 million years, lineage.
0: Thank you, Brendan. I oh. must say, that does make a refreshing change in politics. I must say, it's, a- it's absolutely fascinating that they can see each other in the dark. Yeah. I think that that, that is some cool uh, biology, physics well, stuff. Well, uh, I hope in my
1: afterlife I do become a, a duck-billed platypus. <laughs> it
0: does sound rather fun, doesn't it? Oh, uh, so, yes. The jet engines take off, but we head to the land of recommendations. Yes, so we have our recommendations of the week where we each choose something to read, something to watch and something to listen to. So, Brenda, what do you recommend people read, listen and watch this week in any order?
2: I recommend you read. Okay, the current book I'm reading, which I do recommend, it's called The Selfish Gene by Richard Dawkins. And it's supposed to be a sort of um, a, a revolutionary book about the way that we look at evolution. So ordinarily, people would think that we evolved to benefit a species collectively. Um, But this suggests that we are basically just survival machines for genes. And genes are what end up um, using us in a way to be able to pass through the next generations. And so it's interesting because he presents ideas of how our behaviour and uh, the way the people that we love, how selfish we are, um, is actually... Predetermined by our genes, which is so strange because I'm like, oh my god, they're taking over. But oh. the the whole point is that they are, um, they're not like consciously doing it. But it's
0: so, nature over nurture, almost. I'd say.
2: Um. Yeah. Sort yeah. of. I mean, I think what's interesting about nature and nurture is like this idea of how does culture and how does genes affect us because they're both ultimately ways of transmitting information in a hereditary way from one generation to the next. Mm. Yeah.
0: I said that it does sort of tie into our earlier talk about. Yeah. Just, I that's Just that's it's fascinating. What would you suggest people watch? Uh,
2: if you've got anything. My favorite. Well, I think probably one of my favorite TV series is it's on BBC iPlayer is Knots and Crosses, which is uh, based on. It's like yeah, it's based on this uh, teen fiction dystopian book by Mallory Blackman, um, and it has. It, it's like about having like black elitists in. I it, think it's set in the UK um with hmm. like the white class as like a, a, a minority group and it, it's super interesting because it, it sort of changes the way you think about well how does race affect modern society and what do, what things to um what discrimination do we get away with in this society that we would think oh that's weird in in that tv show
0: i shall I sh- have to give it to watch. yes so that that does that does yeah. sound fascinating and listening what well, yeah if any listening... Oh, like, listening. Oh,
2: my favourite podcast ever is The Infinite Monkey Cage. Ah, yeah. do, you, do you watch it? I do listen, do listen
0: to listen some it? of them. My mum, I think, listens to much more of them. But yes, they're fascinating. They're, they're really
2: so good. They're so
0: good. I'm not familiar with them.
1: Uh, I, I think maybe one of my friends might listen to them. I think it's, it sounds familiar but what give um, us a bit of detail
2: it's basically the, the main presenters are Robin Ince and Brian Cox. Brian Cox is amazing. Yeah. So, excellent. Excellent man. Excellent man. Um and he they br- they bring on like a couple of um comedians and scientists to discuss different topics each week. So my favorite episode was probably um the one about like um the future of um humanity or about like a, a human still evolving. Mm. Uh, but they've also got one about the Battle of Sexes, so that's really interesting.
0: Ah, so that's yeah. yeah go go to in that it. after this, mm-hmm. yes. Oliver, um,
1: for what I've been recommend, what recommendations I have?
0: Indeed, indeed. Um,
1: well, for watching, I'll go with that first. um Isle of Man TV on YouTube, you can watch. They have post a debate show every week. If you're interested in Isle of Man politics, or if you want, if, you know, if you're not from here and you're still interested, I definitely recommend recommend that mm. um paul Moulton hosts a great debate show usually with a couple of um public officials over here as well as young people people that have been previously involved and they're really interesting especially if we have uh, an interest in uh, manx politics um for listening um i was at an event at the weekend which was uh, quite successful and the band um are a cover band uh, called bunch of skankers they're pretty good <laughs> they're really yeah. good and they do like um, bits uh, madness uh, you two know them i don't i have no idea who they are but <laughs> yeah yeah, sounds yeah. Interesting. It's, uh, if, hmm. if, if, if you've heard of the band madness they cover most of their songs um so yeah i don't know if they're available on any of the um platforms out there but i'm sure you can probably find them on youtube or something but uh if you're on the isle of man you definitely recommend going to one of their gigs or something and reading um, this book that I have here which you'll be able to see if you're watching on Banks Radio Vision which is everything you've always wanted to know about going to the theatre if you're obviously interested in theatre then I recommend this book it's it's just like um, it sounds interesting it, it, yeah it's it's quite quite um, satirical in some ways um, but I find it interesting because I like theatre if obviously if you're not interested in that then you know it's not for you but I recommend it uh, especially if you want to know more about theatre Um And yeah, that's my recommendations for this week. What about yourself, Archie?
0: Well, I must say, reading I do recommend the Euro by jo- Joseph uh, Stiglitz. I think that's how he his last name. He's a Nobel uh, Prize economist, uh, and it's about kind of the Euro's threat to the future of the European identity and kind of its impact on maybe creating more like Germany, France, and Italy kind of control the Euro, and it impacts on kind of smaller nations like Greece, like Bulgaria, etc. Kind of the impacts and crisis that's called. So, if you're interested in economics nonfiction. <laughs> Do give it a read. It is a, it is a brilliant book. Uh, what you have gone with some comedy this week. Uh, comedy gold of <laughs> Diane <laughs> Abbott's gaffs. Uh, you can find on YouTube. There's a brilliant uh, collection of them. I already
2: uh, c- don't like Diane Abbott. Huh? Huh? Important. I've heard you don't like Diane Abbott. No, I don't. Oh,
0: no, she's brilliant. She's, she she sure. creates the best political comedy. Sorry, I say that about a politician, but <laughs> she, she she is actually generally. I think I think uh, interesting. I
1: think your friend uh, Mr. Mogg, does as well. You know, for yes, for yes. Le- for yes. left wing people. Yes. Um, oh, but
0: he he's funny anyway. Uh, I yes. find it funny. Oh, I find him hilarious. Yeah. So yeah, yeah Diane Abbott. Gaff- do take a look. I won't spoil it for you. Okay. And then listening, I do recommend, if you do like a bit of opera, as I do, I do recommend you listen to some uh, Pavarotti, who unfortunately is dead, died in 2014. But he was a brilliant opera singer from like the age of like 26 onwards. He's created so many works, so many recordings. Do give it a listen. Um, but we do now move on to... Ah, quiz time. <laughs> this is the closest I could find to some sort of My music. Okay. It was quite hard, but Bryntha does have some questions for I us. Do.
2: Okay, question one: Which year was the Qualification of Women Act passed, which recognised the rights of women to stand for Parliament? Oliver, I
0: will leave the tricky
1: ones to you. Let's just let's get some hints here. Pre two thousand. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It, okay. I, I say nineteen oh
2: one. Higher. <laughs> It'd probably be higher.
0: 19,
2: 1911?
0: <laughs> higher. I just guess Ooh, nineteen
2: twenty seven. No, I think you've had 20... enough chances two no
0: no no it's gonna be like so really 1918 oh 18 damn it no we, d- we didn't know that one yeah
2: uh the next one is actually uh, uh, sorry uh,
0: i don't know why i said pre-2000 I, <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> yes. i was thinking i didn't it, listen to the ma- question maybe again. in oliver's mind it should still be not here today <laughs> the, next,
2: the next one's practical
0: oh <laughs> oh no oh no practical. this is so
2: funny for me. right can you catch
0: uh yeah i, c- I can try and catch my uh Physi- physical <laughs> education's aren't, if you're not in the studio. I did manage to catch If you're that. watching on Manx Radio Vision, you've got some great video <laughs> footage. Yeah. In. So, so what, what do you want me to do?
2: I want you to open it and try to visually tell me how to insert a tampon. <gasps>
1: oh. <laughs> oh. Manx Radio Vision, if you're watching this. Oh, I shall do this all
0: uh, I Yeah.
2: Oh my god, no, please do it, Archie. No, this is one of the main points of my
0: Oh, I would go to Oliver first, but you okay. know, never mind. I would I have no idea. Um, I assume... <laughs> hilarious, <laughs> hilarious. You're going to say very funny to do, I didn't know that it was, like... I, 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 I'm bad, I'm I bad assume, at opening at So I
1: assume you, like, hold this piece of plastic here, and uh, I'll just move the microphone closer towards me as I... <laughs> try and enact what's supposed to happen <laughs> but i assume it's some sort of pushing motion with the two pieces of plastic towards <laughs> the area towards the ah. genitalia and then to remove said uh-huh. item so yes as you as you can probably see i'm imagine that this is the area that i'm inserting it into is it's sort of some motion here with the plastic being pushed to remove um, the product i would pull the on the string hoping that the string would <laughs> <laughs> right, move out ah. so there we are it's sort of it's in there now and then i'd do that wait I, I, hold is on that... so
2: you'd leave this plastic in there
1: <laughs> no i'd pull the plastic off the, <laughs> okay. the thing yeah yeah i wouldn't leave the yeah <laughs> so that would be like yeah and then i'd take the plastic off so then it's in mm-hmm. and then this will ex- like expand i'm pretty sure and then once you're done or i don't know what the terminology is i would pull the string out and i think
0: that's how you would is that right. correct
2: yeah, you're, pretty, you're a bit weird with how you like. Yeah,
0: I, yeah. It, it, it did take me about uh, that most of the time of Oliver's talk to actually open the packet. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, it's, it's like a crisp packet, it's an opening. It's like, uh, how do you get it? How do you get it? So I wouldn't, so, leave, yeah. the, I wouldn't leave the plasticky
1: mm. bits on, obviously. Yeah, mm. but it, I'd use these in some sort of way to insert yeah. it. So
0: I have a visual describe. I describe it a bit like a syringe. That I didn't actually. Ad- yeah. There's two parts. So there's an outside cover which comes. What? Uh, I didn't know that they had, like, just before opening or mm. something, that, yeah,
1: I didn't know they had two pieces of plastic. Ah, I
2: thought you I, just... I you got it?
0: I, I, I worked work this out. So what you do is you pull back the outer piece of plastic, which is a syringe-holding pulley thing, Yeah. and then that releases it, and then you can push it back up, Yeah. So it sticks in space, and it pushes it out... Yeah. Then you can remove the plastic bit from the area and then it's yeah. done. Yeah. yeah, but I didn't
1: realise. I thought it was what what you got in a packet was just that and I didn't... Uh, yeah. You do, yeah.
2: actually, because there's like environmentally friendly ones that are just uh, that, that you just literally push it over the
0: I must say, very clever technology, yeah. indeed. Yeah. Yes. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. I'd have no idea
1: because I'd i think, never tried, but, you know, there we go. And I think they should be made a lot more accessible.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. there we go. Oh, well, we have another... Qu- do you have any more questions? Yeah,
2: yeah OK. There's another Periods one, so...
0: Right i I remember, remember? yeah uh, well, uh, well, was our friend A was telling me about these lovely questions <laughs> so. oh, really? but I didn't didn't say what the questions were but I said <laughs> I know you'll love them, so yes uh. <laughs> there's
2: actually weirder words but I mean I I don't know't I'm not gonna okay how often do you need to change a tampon?
1: Every, I'd say at least twelve hours. Twice a day. 12, 12 I'd say twice hours. a day, six hours, something like four hours. Four hours is not twice a day, <laughs> <laughs> all of us. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> that, that's like
0: that's like six times a day. Yeah, but, but it depends. I think on... r- roughly every yeah. twelve hours, I'd say. Oh my Less god. Less than
2: that. Yeah. No, you can't put it in between. There's this thing called like toxic shocks. And there's room. toxic yeah. yeah.
0: I I don't never. I, I don't know.
2: So you can't put it in for like twelve hours. It, it's like four to eight hours four i said
1: four i said six i knew it wasn't long mm, uh, yeah.
2: hours. okay and how you beat many me there oliver <laughs> how many you i've told you this this podcast so how many women are needed in parliament to make the number of female and male mps equal
1: 100. can you remember from earlier i think it was 105 i'm going to say 104 or two
2: 105. Yes, I I, I
0: do. I do remarkably remember numbers. I can remember number streams. Not pi. Don't trust me on pi. But yeah, there was
2: also a question recommendation, um, which was why do men? But I don't think. Can answer that, so never mind.
0: Why do you? Uh, no never mind. Anyway, can, next, next another
2: question, another question. Oh,
0: was oh, that it I
2: mean, there's other questions, but I mean that they might make you a bit uncomfortable.
0: That has ended quiz session for today. <laughs> I think. <laughs> as soon as I heard the word
1: uncomfortable, yes,
0: uh, we don't like uh, uncomfortability within uh, the Babble studio. So yes, that does end Babble for today.
1: Well, thank you, Bryntha for coming on.
0: And uh, if you'd like to uh, be a guest
1: on Politic babble please do get in touch. Um, so, for as usual, you can find the podcast versions um, from your favourite podcast podcast providers. Um, Get in touch on all forms of social media and do let us know your views.
0: Uh, so that concludes this week's podcast. We'll be joining you next week with a discussion about the European Union, its pros, benefits, and what do we think. So do let us know your views through social media soon.
1: And you've been babbled.